Hey, this is Tom. And this is Gavin. And you're listening to Keep It Simple. Keep It Simple is a podcast devoted to exploring life with Christ through simple, organic expressions of the church. Hey everybody, this is Gavin Durson, and this is the Keep It Simple podcast, a podcast about simple church, house church, organic church. Appreciate you guys checking in. I'm solo today. This is going to be one of the next installments in what I'm calling Simple Church Conversations. And so Tom uh, uh, is not with me, but I'm going to be interviewing a great friend of mine that I've gotten to know over the last several years named Bart Scarborough. And I won't tell you his whole story. I'll just let you get into it. But I will say this is probably one of the more encouraging podcasts I've ever done. Uh, Bart and I felt like everything we talk about in this episode uh, really is kind of hitting me and my heart and, and where I see house church and simple church kind of going, and, at least in my life, and what I want to be about encouraging a, a different way, maybe thinking about house church than a lot of what even's out there today, um, more of a, a slower pace type of house church. And we'll talk about that in this episode. I will say that we we ended this episode and we kept talking and it was almost like we took it to another level of just good stuff that was really encouraging me. and. I just felt like there was such a, a neat thing happening. I recorded it and uh, I'll end up putting that out as a shorter part two of this, but I didn't want to tack it on to the end. So uh, this will be part one with Bart Scarborough. I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, and uh, we're about to get into that now. So before we do, I want to let everybody know if uh, you haven't seen on the website, we will be having a Simple Church retreat coming up September 10th and 11th in Stanford, Kentucky. Uh, you can go to simplechurchalliance.com and find out more details about that. And we'd love to have you join us. It's pretty laid back. Uh, it's pretty much like a 24-hour house church meeting. We're going to have a lot of fun, fellowship, some great food, great accommodations, and just a lot of relationship building and seeing what God's up to in our lives and looking to Him together as a, as a group of folks, uh, trying to figure out Hey, what, what's he saying to us and what direction is he leading us in? So it's a lot of fun. And uh, if you're new to Simple Church, you'd be certainly welcome. If you're an old timer, you're welcome as well. So check that out. And without further ado, uh, this is my conversation with Bart Scarborough. But but anyways, yeah, so I kind of told you the deal. I just wanted to kind of have a little conversation with you and 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 uh hear a little bit of your story more and, and pick your brain on some things that I tend to think about. So we'll just get, get started with that. Where why don't you just tell us, tell a little bit about yourself and your family and kind of your background and kind of your three minute history. Sure. Um, well, <clears throat> grew up here in Georgia. I uh, went to the university of Georgia. I want to throw that out there as soon as I could go. Of course. Of course. Uh, pull that in there as quickly as I could. Um, but met my bride on a blind date in college, uh, which yes, it worked. And, uh, we've been married 27 years, but, uh, for 25 years was on young life staff working with youth, uh, in Metro Atlanta and then in North Carolina. And then the last 16 years we were in Athens back in Athens again, um, but, uh, near the end of that time, I was really worn out 
maybe even burned out, was having some real issues with my memory. I had lost, I, I wasn't sleeping well, and uh, some of that was family issues, some of that was stress, and but I wasn't sleeping, but a few hours a night, and after mm. like 14 months of that, all of a sudden, I, I couldn't remember things. Uh, people oh, wow. kept saying, we've already had this conversation. I don't remember this part, and I would keep saying, no, I, no, I, I have a good memory. I, I, we haven't had this conversation. Anyway, uh, that led us to going, what's next? They couldn't figure out what was going on or how to help, really. And so we decided we needed a longer sabbatical, a long sabbatical, something that Young Life probably couldn't afford me. So we sold the house and the cars. We bought an RV and my wife and I and our two kids, we traveled the country for 16 months, um, hit all the lower 48 states. We hit Canada a few times and Mexico, we 27 national parks. Um, and it was the greatest thing we had ever done. And greatest thing, I mean, without a doubt, the greatest thing we've done. Great for our marriage, our family, our health. Um, but it was really good. We adopted our our son when he was four and a half from Nicaragua. And so it was real important for us to kind of pull in as a family again. We did that right as we brought him home, um, but it just, we needed more time to do that. So it gave us another chance to really cocoon is what they call it. Um, and it was a sweet gift. We did, we did it and felt like it was just what the doctor ordered for us. And then um, as we got off the road, praying about what was next, um, we decided it, we didn't decide, I don't think at all, really, the Lord led us, I mean, just so clearly led us to start this next venture, Ancient Way Farm is the name of it, but we've got a little itty-bitty retreat center where folks who are tired and worn out and come and pull away to be with the Lord, um, mm. get off the grid for, for 24 hours, get off the grid for three or four days, and just can be still and know that he is God. And so, yeah, that's, that's what the latest is. We've been doing that now for three years. Man. Um, so off the road and doing this new ministry uh, down here outside of Columbus, Georgia. So I was thinking like in that story, I think I met you. I think I was trying to remember, we share a common friend, Barrett Kaufman, who I need to get on here and do this with. He, it would be, well, I am going to do that. That would be awesome. Um, but I think I met him through you and I'm, I'm trying, I was trying to remember it. I, I think I met you before when you were still with young life, maybe once, but I felt like we really right. started, we really started to connect more around that time that you were leaving young life. And I know that I, we had some conversations there as, you know, someone who's leaving this parachurch ministry that's working with youth, of course, working with FCA and what I did very familiar with young life and right. loved young life and supported and spoke at young life. Uh, meetings and things and just, you know, so we, we shared that common interest there. And I remember um, one of the things that you were, you were kind of going on this adventure about the time that we were having our daughter and some of the things that you were starting to stir, it were stirring in my heart, even, even beyond leaving, you know, even with doing simple church. And I've discussed some of this with you and even on, on, on some of these recorded conversations I have with folks, but even how, you know, all I ever knew was sort of this ministry where we're kind of doing stuff for God, you know, and I think I was part of the process for me in doing simple church has been 
a, a long, slow learning process that that's not necessarily what God wants me to do is to wake up and try to do things for him. Um, yeah. But I know that, you know, you and I have shared some that. And, and a big part of this was this um, Godspeed. You know, we've, you know, we joke about it a lot. I'll say, hey, wait, what are you up to? I'm just going Godspeed today. Yeah. You know, <laughs> t- tell me a little bit about what is Godspeed and uh, what does that mean? And, and how did you encounter that? And how has that been a part of your your journey? Yeah, well, it's, um, you know, it's it's a. Uh a video that a friend of ours, Matt Canlis, put together. Um, and Matt was graduating seminary and he was talking to Eugene Peterson. And, uh, and Peterson was saying, hey, you need to go find a small little congregation and, and move into the neighborhood and kind of live your life with the people in a real slow, intentional manner. And Matt's like, you know, after listening to Eugene for years speak, he, he said, okay, yeah, I'm ready. Tell me what to do. And he kind of laughed and said, well, you're probably not going to be able to do that in the States. You're going to have to leave the country to do that. And Matt thought, well, that'll never happen. But he ended up, he, he went to Scotland and uh, went to seminary there and he ended up working at a church there. And, and it's that journey. It's his, it's a, it's a 30 minute video on Vimeo called live Godspeed. Anyway. Um, the whole idea is the, the, the subtitle of that video is the pace of being known. And um, I think for most of my life, I was living at a pace that was not very healthy. I was living at a pace where I wasn't known. I probably was living at a pace where I couldn't know the Lord very well. I was going so hard and so fast. And um, uh, Matt interviews N.T. Wright in this video. And um, N.T. Wright talks about this theologian who wrote a book called The Three Mile Per Hour God. And, and the idea was that uh, the average human walks an average of three miles per hour. And God became a human and walked amongst us mm. at three miles per hour. And now we are moving too fast and we're missing God. And we've got to slow down it to maybe encounter him in a a more real way. And um, so that that's kind of the premise of this little video that Matt did, but it was profound for me. It was profound for me. Um, it, 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 I, I kind of say it was the final straw maybe on this journey that I'd been on for maybe 20 years. Um, I remember my, one of my bosses gave me a little book by Henry Nowen called In the Name of Jesus. And there was this phrase, um, the downward mobility of Jesus. And when he gave me that, I was like, this is it. Yes. Have we talked this about that? Perfect sense. Have, have we, we talked talk, about it? Have we talked about the In the Name of Jesus? I don't know. I don't know that we have, but that book, I, I, I when I led, we led a simple church retreat last year and it's actually coming back up. Next, uh, here this fall, man, it'd be awesome if we could get you all to join us. But, um, anyways, that's what we did. We read the whole book in the name of Jesus. We talked about yes. that whole book. I don't think yes. we talked about that. I don't think that's your memory. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we ever <laughs> talked about be, that. That's again. amazing. That's amazing. But that was probably twenty some odd years ago, and I realized, wait, this is the, this is the way of Jesus. But nothing in my family of origin, my church, my ministry that I was working with, nothing in the, the culture of the country uh encourage that a matter of fact it was the exact opposite they discouraged that right oh yeah and so that was the beginning of what i call like this rub you know Mm -hmm. like i know we're gonna have this rub this side of heaven heaven right we're never it's never gonna be perfect 
but that was the beginning of this real rub of like the way of Jesus versus the everything else that I'm experiencing. And um, there've been a lot of kind of thing signpost over the years. Um, yeah. A good friend of mine is a singer songwriter. He writes it, wrote this song called Mary and a Martha's world, which mm. you can imagine what that might be about. But the phrase in it that has really haunted me is the pace that you have chosen suits you poorly. Mm. Like I've got, I've got a, I'm playing a part in this thing. You know, I'm choosing a pace that is not healthy. It's not been good. And really one of the things we talked about recently, Gavin was um, I was worried that I was, I was doing all this stuff and building a kingdom with a lowercase K, you know, I, I was, I was going hard at the expense of my soul and maybe my family and some other things. And I was worried that I was, it hit me. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm building. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I mean, I really, it really hit me pretty hard, but I would say this, this video was one of the last straws that made me go, you know what? And this rub, I've just decided I'm ready to be over here on this side. You know, I'm ready to um, live differently than than I have you know when we talked about this last week we were chatting and you mentioned that and I've thought about that so much Um, I've even shared it with some other folks about this idea of like spending a lot of our life even in in good with good intentions and ministry context and the church building you know we don't think of it that way but I think you'd said you know I think I've spent a lot of my life building the kingdom lowercase k yeah. And I want to spend the rest of my life building the kingdom uppercase K into the lives of people. And yeah. that's not something that you can, you know, measure or fits really well on a ministry report. Um, and man, right. I, I've thought about that so much. That was, that was a great word to me because I, I'm always, I, you know, I'm trying to process what God's doing in my life and we're all always doing that. You know, he's always growing his teaching us and man that really that is when you said that that's something i've thought about that probably every day since the building mm-hmm. the building the kingdom capital k into the lives of people and i you know i just i love that i should, and uh yeah so man i just i i i'm so i've been so encouraged by you guys really used you and some of this to really encourage me even that you know we we joked a lot about when i was coaching basketball and trying to do all this craziness you know about slowing down and of course when you're coaching high school basketball you're not slowing down but um man so good yeah so you so you you have been on this process and and now you've been doing this ancient way farms three years now and tell me a little bit about like what are, what have you learned about going Godspeed? What is it that are, I mean, ha, have you been able to go Godspeed even, uh, you know, how is that going for you? And what, what are some of the things that God's teaching you as you've intentionally tried to adjust your life to travel three miles per hour? Um, yeah, I would say it has not been easy, obviously, right? Eugene Peterson said, you need to probably leave the country because nothing in America is going to let you do that. Um, so it hasn't necessarily been easy, but uh, we we just so wanted to be on this side of the rub, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and and so we've really tried to be intentional about living differently. Um, um, the name Ancient Way Farm comes from this verse in Jeremiah six sixteen uh, that you know, but it's stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient path, ask where the good way is, and walk in it, comma, 
then you will find rest for your souls. Man. So what we're trying to encourage others to do and what we're trying to do ourselves is stand at the crossroads and look like, like take some inventory, stop. You've got to, to look around and pay attention. You've got to stop. We don't do that good in our culture. So we're encouraging folks that come to retreat with us, pay attention. What's God up to, mm-hmm. you know, stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient way, the, the, the ancient path, the good way. And we're saying that's just the way of Jesus. Like pay mm-hmm. attention to what Jesus did. Yeah. Uh, and, and what Jesus often did was go away to spend time with the father to receive his marching orders, to receive his identity, to receive his value and worth so that he could go back in to do the ministry he was called to do. Stand at the crossroads and look, ask for that ancient path, walk in Jesus's footsteps, walk in it, right? It says walk in it, not run around like a chicken with your head cut off in it, which is what we do it so much in our culture. Walk in it, then you'll find rest for your souls. And so we're, 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 we're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> um, but it, it is really counter-cultural. And, um, and that's not always easy to do. But we're, no. we're, I, it has felt it, 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 in the rub. <laughs> I'm glad I'm on this side. It's felt right. And it's felt holy. And it's felt life-giving. And it's felt um, different than, than, than what I've we've done in the past. I don't know if I answered your question. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, that's good. I, you know, I'm just thinking like, I, and you know, a little bit about my journey and story of everything, but you know, for me leaving FCA and I don't, I don't know that when I left FCA to start house church that I had this kind of this, this, for lack of a better term, Godspeed in mind, you know, and I think that what, you know, as I've shared with you, once we, once we had our daughter and I basically had to hit, pause on all things in life for a year and still kind of have, you know, God sort of forced me into Godspeed and I, and, and I didn't like it at first. And I've rest and I've been kind of processing that. Cause even in, even in a house church and thinking like, I mean, there's, you know, there's this idea that, well, and I kind of brought this into it. Well, we're going to do church better. We're going to be able to start more churches. I don't think I like maybe broadcast that, but that was always kind of this idea. Like this is a better system we can maybe even be more efficient in, in the system of it, you know, and that can kind of lead to still that same thing of like, wow, we've, we've left some things that, but, but that sort of require a a fast paced system to keep moving, whether it be budgets, buildings, programs, you know, professional clergy, whatever, like, you know, you, you, you kind of leave that, but you can still try to hold on to that system of, churning things out, you know, disciples, things that are good. And that's something that, you know, I'm, you know, as I've been working through what God's saying to me, I see that a lot. And even like the popularity of house church and these sorts of things that have come about in the last 10 years I've been doing this, that, you know, that's what I think a missing piece of it. And that God, I think is wanting us to slow down a bit, but, you know, I wrestle with this and I'd be interested in just sort of getting some commentary, your thoughts about this, because I think, for me, like a thing has always been, um, and I would say even when I was younger, that there's an urgency to the gospel. You know, we would hear that kind of language, you know, yeah. and, the, and the idea is that, you know, man, like there's people all around us who are lost. They need Christ. They're looking for Christ. They don't know it. He's the answer for them. And 
And like, why would I not go fast to try to help those people? Like, why would I, how could I, how could I possibly justify traveling three miles per hour if I can go um, 40 miles per hour and help more people? I mean, I, I think yeah. that's, that's a rub that, you know, I still have because I do care about that. But what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I don't think the, um, the, the idea of going at God's speed or three miles per hour is, is a, a invitation to be lazy or uh, anything like that at all. I don't, I don't think that's what it means at all. I think it really means living uh, in your humanity, in your limit, li, limitlessness. No, the opposite of that. Limitedness. Limit. Yeah. <laughs> limitedness yeah that we have limits yeah <laughs> living knowing that we're human and that god is god and often i think what i did in my my ministry is i lived kind of thinking like maybe i was a little god you know and, and i i could just go and 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 um we're we just weren't designed that way right um if you even think about the rhythm of the creation and, and the Sabbath mixed in there. I mean, it, it's that, that taking time to rest was how we were created. And I think, man, I was, I was sold, a, I was sold a lie for a long time that I could just go on limitless. Uh, just, and, and I think that's more what it means. It doesn't mean you can be, you know, people might ask, are you just navel gazing? Are you just sitting around? All day? No, we're very, uh, uh, we have a lot of lot going on, you know, we're, we're, yeah. but we're grounded first. We're rooted first. We, we're, yeah. we know our identity as the beloved. And then we're able to move out of that to do ministry yeah. in healthy ways versus finding my, and what I did for so long, finding my identity probably in just doing really good young life or doing yeah. really good, Christian stuff. And, and that was what wore me down so much. I think, uh, trying yeah. to maybe almost prove myself. Yeah. And so now we're trying to go, wait, 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 you know, no, we are his, we yeah. are his beloved. And then ministering out of that and knowing that we, you know, we can't do it all. That's um, right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one thing early on. I, you know, I think people moving into house church at all, wherever they're at, you know, I think that is at least something that I think that maybe the body of Christ is waking up to. I would like to think at the most basic levels to say, Hey, wait a minute. Like Jesus came here to change the world. He spent only three years yeah. of ministry and he spent those primarily with 12 people. And he did these weird things. Like he would try to get away from the crowds. He would, yeah. he, you know, right. like, well, if we just look at the way of Jesus, like, okay. But I think the heart of like, let's, let's, you know, let's have an urgency about seeing the world impacted or transformed by the love of Christ. Well, how do we do that? Well, it's not the, it's not the way we do things. And that's probably what Peterson is referring to. Like, it's impossible to find a way to do that in, in the, in the North America where it, it you can go at God because no, there's no ministry that's adopting God's speed, so to speak, you know, and, and that is, you do see that, that Jesus, that was his way. And I think, you know, for me, that's a big heart of what I want to help, you know, encourage in house church. I think there's an opportunity for that, you know, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily just because you're doing a house church or a simple church doesn't mean that you will 
live within your limits and and look at the limits of the yeah. human of G jesus i mean you know in some in the, the human side of jesus as far as what he was bound to by taking on flesh yeah. you know so yeah are y'all are y'all chosen fans y'all have y'all watched the chosen are you asking me if i'm a cal a five-point calvinist or <laughs> <laughs> no the tv show on the life of jesus yeah no i love it i love that yeah love it. I, I have learned i that. do too we, we we're big fans of it i mean I except just, for the uh, last episode of the last season i've told everybody just skip that one that one drove me nuts i can't imagine the disciples going around putting flyers up in the town yeah. for jesus's yeah, preaching i didn't event. like that either i didn't i, I thought i was <laughs> other than that it's been awesome i'm yeah. like oh man i'm just i'm just like that last one yeah my favorite part about season two is how they keep losing Jesus, right? It's hilarious. The disciples keep, well, I thought it was with y'all. No, I thought it was y'all. They finally find him, right? And every time they're like, where have you been? And he says something very much to the extent of, you know, this was going to be a busy week. I, I, I had to spend time with the father. Uh, you know, I, I was on the mountainside praying. Like, I needed to be with the father before I entered into this week. I mean, it, it, they it's unbelievable to me how much they show that in season two. And I'm yeah. so grateful because it's so accurate and it's so true to who Jesus was. Uh, so I'm really glad they're showing that. Yeah. But again, I think that's, that's the call for you and for me and for all of us, right? We've got to go steal away, be with the father so that we can engage back in. And I think when we have just lived engaged, 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 engaged. Yeah. And that's that's been what has been killing us and sucking the life out of our souls. Yeah. Let me ask you just, uh, I mean, I could probably talk with you for hours and I will continue. But, um, you know, as you, you, you know a little bit about what I'm doing and with like Simple Church, how has this Godspeed and this change you all made? How has that, how has that impacted the way you all think about or have experienced church, however you want to take that word. I mean, it could be me in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure if it has a lot. Um, it may, I, I think, uh, we, we go right now to a, a really small uh, local church. Um, very, it's, it's as unflashy as possible. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious how unflashy it is. Um, and um, but they they live in the church is centered in this really poor part of the town, and um, they have a huge impact. The first time we went to visit my daughter, who is was seventeen, she said, "Dad, that." is real church mm. they're not they're not messing around mm. that that's real no one's going to pretend in there because they they have moved into the neighborhood <laughs> and what they're trying to do is really love their the person next door they're trying to love their neighbor in this really poor part of town and they're making an impact they're helping they're they're involved they're they're mm -hmm. scripturally really sound uh but what they're not trying to do is be something flashy and um, maybe what everyone else is trying to do, right? They're just simply trying to love the person next door. And I think when we begin to live at Godspeed, when we begin to live uh, intentionally, uh, we're not worried about big, flashy uh, 
we're not worried about trying to um, impress and get big numbers. We're really just trying to make space so we can love the person next door. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so maybe that relates in some ways. Um, but for us, what we've wanted is to have a little bit of margin in our lives so that we can actually care for our neighbors. I, I, I know when um, for, for a lot of years, we didn't have that. We, we were going and our neighbors would say, man, y'all are the busiest people we know. We, we don't hardly ever see y'all and those kinds mm-hmm. of things. And we just wanted that to change. And I think this church we're going to um, models that for us. It yeah. helps us think that way. Yeah, I remember, you know, kind of the reality or like, like the weirdness that how so many times like we would drive by people that lived within a rock's throw of us who we didn't even know their name to go to a church to sit next to people that were inches from us who we still didn't know their name a lot of times because <laughs> we had to hurry up and get back to the next thing, you know, yeah. and it's just, there's such a disjointedness. I think, I think a lot of people, and I think the body of Christ is sort of kind of waking up to that a bit, you know, in all, in all places and areas that, Hey, we need to, you know, it, we, we've sort of bought into a bill of goods that, you know, we can, we can do all this stuff. We can disciple people and worship God and be a part of world missions. And we can, um, you know, be taught the Bible and teach others the Bible and encourage and all this. And, you know, in, in 45 minutes and be at Applebee's by 1215, you know, it's like, I think, I think all facets, people are waking up to that, that myth, you know, that sort of, we yes. kind of perpetuated, I think, unintentionally for many years. Uh, man, that's good. I, uh, what, what would you say, Bart, like, um, you know, a little bit about what, what we're about and doing. And I think there definitely is a lot of overlap, but I mean, if someone was listening to this, you and I talk about these things and maybe they, they pulled this podcast up because they were thinking, Oh, I really want to, I think, you know, I want to be a part of house church or I want to start house church. I mean, some of it you've already said, but what specifically might you say to that person or what encouragement would you have for them? Well, I, I think, um, you know, I, I tend to, I've got two things I'm trying, I'm going to say, hopefully I can remember both, but, um, I tend to go back to, um, the basics. Uh, and, and what I think is we've just got to be rooted and grounded in our identity as his beloved before we try to do anything else. Man. And Amen. to me that, that, that's, that's so that that's the beginning point right? That's the beginning point. So that, that would be number one. Uh, the other thought I had was, um, a friend of mine started, um, I don't know if he ever did anything with it or not, but he made these bumper stickers that said, change the world next door or something like that. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, I think he started a website or I'm not sure he did anything with it, but, um, he was, he realized he, he was, uh, a Christian singer, songwriter, worship leader. He was in his basement, uh, like writing songs that he was hoping would, would, would literally change the world. Right. I mean, he was down in the basement writing these songs and, uh, he, he would be down there for hours. And he, one day he realized his, his neighbor across the street who was a widow was out cutting her grass. And, um, it just like a thunderclap struck him. Right. You know, like I'm trying to do all this stuff 
big and splashy and change the world. It's like, what if I just love my neighbor? I think that's what I ought to do. And I think if I love my neighbor, my wife, my children, my actual next door neighbor, it really might, that maybe that would change the world. And mm. so the, those are probably the, the two thoughts that come to mind uh, immediately when you ask me that question. I think it was Mother Teresa. I probably botched the quote, but I, I think she said something to that same effect. It's like, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family, you know? Yeah. That, um, yeah. And it's so funny. It was either Mother Teresa or Winston Churchill or Abraham Lincoln because or C.S. Lewis, because those are the ones that you give credit to no matter what. Just say it's yeah. one of them. And yeah, I think it was one Mother of them. Mother Teresa. I'm pretty sure that was Mother Teresa. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's funny how I think like in the hustle and bustle of ministry, church ministry, even sometimes unintentionally, like going home and loving your family just doesn't seem good enough. That doesn't right. seem to fit into like, well, how is that going to, you know, but, you know, again, I, a mentor of mine, he always says, you know, think, Jesus, think big, have a global vision, you know, focus on a few. Jesus focused on a few and he went deep, you know, yeah. I think if we apply that, I, I always love that. Just think big, you know, start small, go deep, you know, it's kind yeah. of a neat little. It's kind of similar like to what you're saying, man. I appreciate it. Well, if someone wanted to come check out Ancient Way Farm, um, and I'll put some links on the this YouTube to all this stuff into the Godspeed, which is you know we shared that I've shared that before on our website, but I'm going to link all that up. But uh, yeah, how would how would people get a hold of you guys? It's easy. Ancientwayfarm.com is the website, and get on there, uh, check it out, check out what we're doing, where we are, and um, Come and retreat. You know, it is a very small, I mean, this goes along with what we're talking about. It is a very small retreat center. I don't even like calling it a retreat center, but uh, maybe it's a retreat center in the sense that um, not like a conference center where you're having 300 people come in and invite Tim Keller to come speak. It's more like retreat, retreat, pull back. <laughs> you're taking heavy fire. Come on. And um, so it's really, we, we, um, I'd say it's more offering hospitality out of our home, but we do have a little cabin uh, and, and really we're best suited for one couple or one person, or maybe even um, two couples, three couples, something like that size. So it's really a small retreat center. We like to say that we're, I might've already said this. I don't think I did though, but we're intention. We like to say we're intentionally small so that we can really be intentionally relational with each guest. Yeah. And so instead of trying to do some big thing with a lot of scope, we're trying to go deep with one or two people so that they could go back out and, and be healthy. They can go back out and have a, a, a you know, a, 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 they can go back out and, and do ministry like the Lord's called them to do. Yeah. And that can have a big impact. So, yeah, I love pretty, it. it's a pretty small operation, but ancient well, I love it. You did say that, but that was last week when we were talking. Okay, and that okay, was another yeah. thing. I've, I've repeated it because, you know, that's a great, I think, overlap. Like, you know, uh, we're being intentionally small as house church so that we can be intentionally relational. It doesn't necessarily mean that we will be intentionally relational always yeah. because you can still just you know you, you don't have to be relational just because you're small but that's 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 the benefit of being small is that you can be you know yeah. you could just like you could let people just sit out there and you can never go out and talk to them or never ask questions or never get to know them you could just do your own thing and let them stay in your cabin and then you never have a relationship but 
but because it is only one couple or two, you can have yeah. actually get to know them. And uh, I think and that's most people, most people really, we're not super comfortable uh, with being known. Uh, it's uncomfortable. Um, yeah. So that word intentional is, is important. I and mean, we, you really have to be intentional about it. And we're made to be known. We're made to be known by the lover of our souls or, you know, we're made in this fellowship. And so, uh, but it, but it's, it's not always easy because people don't necessarily, you could easily even come to a small house church like you're talking about and sit on the side and go home and go to Applebee's or whatever, like you said, but being intentional is a big part of it. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it up right there and just say thanks. And I'll definitely, maybe have you back on. We can have some more of these conversations, but man, I really appreciate your time. and Thanks for participating in this little discussion. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Lo- I always love getting some time with Chester, uh, Gavin. There wasn't, well, there wasn't too much Kentucky smack talking. That was, I appreciate that. I was yeah, very concerned I, about that. I didn't man, say anything about national championship. Although if you do see right there, that's me and my daughter at the Georgia game. Uh, when she was, I don't know, maybe three years old. The question shoulder. is, do you, do you have the belt buckle on today? That's the question. Ooh, the belt buckle. I pulled it out. I, I got in the room. I can go get it if you'd like to see it. I'll, I'm going <laughs> to spare everyone, but he's got this <laughs> ridiculous belt buckle that he wears on game day. Um, That's why we won it all last year. The belt uh, buckle. And I did get to, I did get to join. That was fun seeing you guys. I got to go to to, to see the game, cats and the dogs last year. There was some, uh, I, I think there might have been some illegal things happening that caused that game to be so lopsided, but we won't get into that. <laughs> it's home cooking down there. Home cooking in Athens. <laughs> Thanks, Bart. I'm going to, I appreciate you being on here, man. Yeah. I'm Keep stop. up the great work. Thanks for listening to Keep It Simple. If you've enjoyed this podcast, leave us a comment at keepitsimplepodcast.com or find us on iTunes or Facebook. We welcome your feedback, your ratings, your questions, or comments.